0: This is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video, and in this video, I have Maritza Lewis. Welcome. White. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Ah. Uh, white. Hello. I'm Lewis, and I'm Florina Joseph, uh, Mike Lewis Hello, and uh, my friends, um, my name is Marita Lewis, and uh, my mother was Florina Joseph, and my father is Mike Lewis. And I'm from the, well, uh, Schwabken and Sielk Nation. So thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> so, where are you from, and how mm-hmm. was it growing up?
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I'm from the, uh, Sielk and Schwabken are, uh, or Shushwap and Okanagan nations in the interior BC. So um, uh, you probably heard like old Pogo and stuff like that. And it's just all in the Valley in that area. And that was really pretty. It was kind of really nice kind of mellow upbringing for a while there. Like it was, I didn't know it wasn't uncommon to, to grow up on a reserve like that. Like until I moved into the city and, and you know, my parents split up and, we spend half and half time, kind of, right? We do a little bit of both. And, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It was, grew up, up up in the boonies. I call it up the hill. We all call it up the hill. It was up in the boonies. Uh, It's about a half an hour outside of, like, Vernon itself, Vernon proper. And just, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, rode horses, played with the dogs, went for walks, goofed around, went swimming. Tons of cousins, and then you go into the city. Nothing. You gotta be careful, or you're like, wait, who's that over there? <gasps> People, oh, weird. I don't trust you. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, a little bit back and forth. But yeah, overall, pretty good. Ups and downs, like everybody else. I know that uh, we all got our own little burdens to carry, but for the most mm-hmm. part, more better than worse.
0: What are some of your best childhood memories?
1: Oh, dude, yeah. <sighs> kind of a tough one right this is like a therapy question uh (laughs) uh i don't know like yeah the summers i didn't like hanging out with my cousins when i was little it's kind of like built-in friends Mm -hmm. you know and uh you just go and play and we had a hammock outside between two trees and i didn't realize that wasn't like a real hammock until i went to like some of the city and then saw like a proper hammock with other people i'm like oh that's fancy ours was like (laughs) two like two horse leads uh, tied around a tree with a blanket wrapped over, and just kind of sitting, swinging that thing. It was fun. Uh, you it go worked. riding, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally worked. It was great. You go riding, and um, like a, my father was um, a horse breeder, along with many other things, and uh, yeah, it was fun. You go riding. I didn't realize you all see the. OCD, he wouldn't let us ride his saddles though, because uh, I think I think two things. I think I figured it out now as an adult. I think one, he didn't want to have to deal with it, like having to saddle up the horses all the time. But also, he was like, "Ah, oh, that's not Indian. You don't. You right saddle. You don't got to do that." So he just, he was just ride bareback and you just go out there and spend the whole summer out. And that's like, I don't know. I feel bad for kids today now because they don't, they don't get the that experience of getting to go outside and just play until it's dark and then come back. And yeah. Now we got kicked out of the house as soon as the sun was up. You ate, and they're like, "Get out of the house, go play." You're like, "On it." And you come back in when you're hungry. You're like, (laughs) "Can we get some? We want a little food." All right, come on, get in here. You get in, get back out, and you go play and do stuff. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I saw somebody talking about how, like, when we were younger, you could like, you could go so far without, like, like if you chose to, you could go really far (laughs) without your parents knowing because they didn't track you it's just like no. leave and come back at a certain time yeah you
1: run off they would put a tile on you or whatever and track you it was just like you know we had the dogs of course we had to go with the dogs and the dogs protected you and mm-hmm. they'd be out there and they'd love it because they go out and they eat like all the little there's like little wild strawberries and if you if you could get some before the dogs could you're like yes <laughs> and you just like eat them but they're like tiny little things but they were so good mm-hmm. and that was fun they protected you and it was fine like a little pack of little blue healers running around you doing whatever and come back and it's fun
0: did you uh get to participate in any like customs or traditions growing up from your culture
1: Uh, yes and no a bit of both um so my mom um she she was uh, at the Camelot residential school for when she was very young um she was taken and she was put in the school, and she was there all the way up until the end. And, uh, yeah, that was a tough go, I think, for her. She didn't like to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then it also kind of meant that she didn't get to do a lot of the cultural things, and they put a lot of shame in her about those things. So she, it kind of trickled down effect, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fun fact, my name actually comes from <laughs> that whole thing. My aunts, they... they um, They bailed, they're like, fuck this. And they they (laughs) ran away from the schools and they ran off down to the States. They married Hispanic men. They lived in the, they picked apples down the orchards and stuff like that. And uh, I was named after um, Maritza, uh, one of the girls, one of the girls that come up from uh, down South Mm -hmm. and uh, she was named after Maritza Rodriguez, famous singer. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they're trying to figure out what the name is they're like, thinking maybe Elizabeth. Elizabeth sounded good. My auntie's like, no, it's not the same or Maritza. Yeah, let's do that. And so now also it's kind of funny because my name, uh, it Maritza Lewis it, it reads as very Hispanic online. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of folks following me on like my Instagram that are Hispanic, they're like, You're Hispanic, right? And, you know, <laughs> I'm light, <laughs> I'm light for a native, but like, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we we did do a lot of cultural things. My dad was very supportive of that as well, and uh, a lot of weepy ceremony uh, when we were younger, and smudging. Mm-hmm. I, like, uh, I always remember waking up and hearing a. Tsk, tsk, tsk. <laughs> uh, it's like, my dad praying. <laughs> so he was burning sage in the morning, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, my grandpa spoke uh, in Chin. and it was so cool to actually hear him talk. Uh, mm-hmm. i spent a lot of time with my grandparents because like both my parents were they worked a lot they worked really hard and uh, it's just very common in traditional families to like you know offload you with like aunts uncles and relatives and cousins and then we oh, kind yeah. of moved from like in the summertime four of the cousins would move between houses <laughs> and there's like your job tra- is your t- your turn. you can look after them i got a break and then it would rotate around and you do this kind of thing but a lot of time i'd be spending with my my granny and grandpa and uh they're awesome. She was really great. She taught a lot of things. Um, she taught me how to bead and nice. how to sew. I still know how to sew. And uh, I didn't get to learn the language as much as I would have liked to though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been, uh, actually now I've been taking uh, classes in set- and learning my language, which is freaking amazing. It feels so good. I can't, uh, is it hard to explain how awesome it feels? Mm-hmm. To hear it, and then be able to listen to an elder speak, and you're like, oh, "I understood that." <laughs> just sit there and quietly dork out, and just feel so, <laughs> like really happy. Yeah, to, to feel like makes you all warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's little things that we got to do, and it it, it it's really kind of incredible right now. There there's this, um, I think, because of the two fifteen. And the the children of Klamputa that they had found, and mm-hmm. it has kind of relit a fire in a lot of uh, the nations, and mm-hmm. we're trying to reclaim our, our our culture and our history that's been stolen, and to decolonize all of it. And it's yeah, it is it's incredible. It's inspiring. It feels amazing. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to see the little ones come up, and they're getting all this stuff that like uh, more access to information, more sharing of culture, more traditions are starting to come back. Like Oh, wonderful. And uh, this year I got to go to my my naming ceremony, which was incredible. Um, not, it wasn't just mine. It was many others. And it, was, it wasn't, they wasn't, wouldn't just do it for me. But uh, it was really cool. And it's, you know, I'm 30, 38. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, getting a name feels good. Nice. Hey. So what
0: was your Journey in art and animation during your childhood up until like maybe college or whatever. College,
1: uh, art, yeah. I don't know. We had some like uh, some family that had some skills. They're uh, I have one cousin, my cousin, he's real bougie, uh, (laughs) fancy, super traditional artistic guy, he's in galleries and stuff. And you know, growing up, we saw the paintings on my grandma's, and there was this big wall and a giant painting, like oh so cool like your cousin did that
2: like,
1: oh oh, that's awesome but then you find about these things and yeah, like my mom could draw like um for filling out the forms for horse registration you have to fill in the markings and you kind of have to draw a lot of stuff for them and my mom would do that for my dad she had like she's beautiful like printing and, and drawing. So it was so impressive and um they're really encouraging for that kind of stuff so that i i love to draw and i love to make little things, little goofy mm-hmm. things, and, uh, you know, mud pies, pro mud pie, I get to make those real good, and uh, those little dough creatures, mm-hmm. I made a really awesome felcor, I'm so proud of it, It was, <laughs> I look at it now and I'm like, oh, it was a masterpiece, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: well it was so little it didn't really do much, and you get those drawing books too when you're a kid, and I don't know. They were supportive of those kind of things. And I just keep drawing and doing little things. I wasn't, though, like, pro when I was little. It was still yeah, some work. But when I actually did, like, this really cool, um, there are those little fluffy dogs called. They're not quite huskies, but they're... Pomeranian? Oh, no. It's got a smooshy face. I'm drawing a blank oh. today. Anywho, not important. I'm smushy face in dog. The below. <laughs> oh, they're like, I know that dog i drew one of those little guys and uh it turned out really good and i was like hey i'm not too bad at this i think i should do more of this and it kind of carried on like into high school uh, wasn't the best at school and i went through like a pretty solid delinquent phase for a while there mm-hmm. and then i turned it around uh you know, grade 11 grade 12-ish i'm like yeah i gotta get serious i really want to do something mm-hmm. i gotta buckle down and i did it hard I focused <laughs> and i did all the things and uh, i was really lucky to have um some really cool art teachers actually at my school that were very supportive of, of what i was doing although we did kind of bump against like there's this problem that happens like if you're an indigenous artist um, they only want you to do indigenous art and it has to be like traditional mm. traditional art and i'm like so you only want beads and feathers and animals and those things i can't do anything else I can't be modern so it's just weird boxing of like so, you get no room to grow for that part. So mm-hmm. I did. We did bump against that, but she was actually really cool because um, I didn't want to do PE. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like sports. I wasn't like the other kids on the res. That, some of them were really good. The girls on the res were so good at ball, and my dad was a good like at sports. My mom wasn't the best at it. She's good at basketball, and then, but I uh, I couldn't for life of me. I I know you play basketball, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. But like so she was really cool and she's like, okay, uh, well, you know what? How about we drop that gym class? If you take another one of my art classes, I'm like, done. Not done problem. <laughs> Easy. Done for, Easy yeah. yeah, and I was like, I'm doing it for sure. And it was any any more excuse to go in there and draw and paint and muck about. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, where'd I go from there? I did go to university. Uh did drop out <laughs> it happens but I found out it was um it wasn't for me also mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a artiste mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be a teacher so four years of doing this was not how I was going to get into the industry and that was kind of a big turning point actually after I kind what, of realized what led you to 3d modeling um do I, <laughs> I love cartoons all cartoons all the time Uh, so I went to this program, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, I think they stopped it now, like, uh, it's called Katimovic, and it's kind of like this weird thing where, um, I don't know who started it, we had a lesson on it, and I I gapped, but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like this thing where they, 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 like, uh, shack you up in a house with, like, 11 other Canadians, you know, all all over the place, and, um. You know, and you go and you volunteer across Canada and you live in this house, shared house with no TV, limited Internet. It's like roughing it. But this is like pre-cell phone times, too. So it's not like you could be on your phone being like, I don't like you guys. I'm just going (laughs) to ignore you. Uh, you actually had to interact with these people. And it was like, (laughs) it was good. You didn't get to pick these people either. They just. Yeah. Living with them. And it's it's a transition. Um, But what that really did help me. Uh, figure out was what I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I wanted to do art when I left high school, I'm like, cool, I got a scholarship, a little one, it was, it was like a little baby one. I think it covered maybe books, a, a portion of portion 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 of my books. And the rest was covered by me. It took me a long time to pay off that, but um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I went through it, and I volunteered at like an Alzheimer ward up in Cornell. Um, I volunteered at a school in St. perpetue in Quebec, and I also volunteered at a food bank in Kitchener. And during that time, it was really kind of great because I realized that my mom was a nurse. I'm like, I'm not cut up for this. <laughs> it's too hard. Like, it it's really heavy on the heart for that kind yeah. of work. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna crumble. I'm I am going to crumble i i can not do that. <laughs> there's better people. There's better suited for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i'm like okay that's off the list oh don't want to be a teacher that's for sure uh i do like mentoring though mentoring is fun i do enjoy mentoring mm-hmm. but a teacher it's not for me and i think that's good to recognize that not everybody's meant to be a teacher yeah yeah so I've, like i've had some teachers where i'm like why are you doing this man i don't think you really like this <laughs> you...
0: like one that not everybody's meant to be a teacher and then two that some like, people suck at teaching oh
1: <laughs> <gasps> Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I remember having to like, it's terrible. One well, in my class, I would, like pinch my hand to try and stay awake. And I was trying so hard. I'm like, I need this information. I need to know this. This is, this is going to be really important for my demo reel. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's talking. He's almost done. I'm going to absorb this. No, <laughs> sorry. Back to Katinovic, like, I, I was in there. And uh, when I was volunteering at the food bank, I really loved how diverse it was. The people were, everybody was different. They came from all walks of life. And I loved that. That was my favorite part of that. And that when I was in there, uh, I still felt this um, pull to art that I couldn't escape. And I think it's, um, there's this really cute little short story called, I'm rambling, uh, <laughs> The art, arties aren't stupid. And mm-hmm. it was like, they talk about this like ache that kind of happens when you don't you don't create something. Mm-hmm. And I can always kind of tell when I haven't done enough modeling or done enough creative part of modeling where I'm starting to get grouchy (laughs) and it's just like settle down go make something you know (laughs) and that's kind of what led me into like going back to that you know I I went back did my one year fine arts left I'm like how many essays do you really want us to write and is this relevant to my career in the industry I don't think so (sighs) I've been doing this for like It's over 17 years now. I don't think I've ever been once asked to write an essay. even a grant proposal, (laughs) but like nobody's asked me to write an essay. And like, they want you to keep it point form. And so, you know, email writing. Yeah. That's important. I do recommend my mentees that they try and practice some of that if they can. Because it's tough. Um, Yeah. yeah. But it led me to VFS and I did my one year program there. And dude, that was hard. That was hard. It was good. It was good. Kind of hard, though. It was like exciting because mm-hmm. it's like right bra- well like waking up this part of your brain that you're not really used to and it's like really putting something because all i did was like you know did do sculpture but it's not quite the same as when you're doing it in 3d yeah and like when you're using a tablet it's different and then translating these two things mm-hmm. uh i didn't learn enough though i, I will say i didn't learn enough well, i think a lot of it you learn actually on the job yeah and uh <laughs> I learned on Softimage.
0: That's when I got my job in Korea, They it was Softimage. I had never heard of Softimage.
1: <laughs> it does have like the proportional tool, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like ZBrush a little bit. Like that's probably the, the best part of uh, XSI. But my first job in the industry, uh, and it took me a little bit to get in. Um, not as long as some others, but not as short as others, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a healthy amount. So it was like three months in, I, I get my first uh, first job in the industry and um, yeah, I was like sitting down, buddy next to me, I was like, oh, in um, XSI, it's called this, what was it called, in Maya? This is like, you gotta remember, this is before like tutorials, we actually had right. like DVD tutorials on how to learn stuff and mm-hmm. if you didn't have a friend on Messenger, on, like MSN Messenger, <laughs> then you you were on your own. Like you, you, you pray to God that they're online and they'd be like, I got a question. <laughs> Do you help? And you just learn as you go though.
0: Yeah, that is so beneficial because I've um I've been learning ZBrush and I've done some like um Zoom sessions with my friends slash mentors and just be and they're like one person's like barely ahead of me, but I was like I have this question. He's like, oh, boom, boom, boom. And it's like that saves me like two to three hours or a day from like searching online. <laughs> when oh he can just God. answer my question.
1: You ever like, yeah, if you ever try like looking up some of this stuff online now, you're just like, get to the answer. Where's the answer? I, I love it when they put like the little like uh I don't know what they're called, but the little prompts and like the in the side, and you can just like yeah. through it and scrub and I'm like
0: Yeah, yeah so that that's everything's a video now. It used to be like you could just go to a blog and be like doop.
1: That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, is actually pretty good too. And it is a weird ass program. I remember the it, uh, God, when I was in school, I had a teacher that, um, he decided to teach, I think, like two people in my class in the modeling stream. And the rest of us, he's like, mm, I don't really want You guys are a lot of effort. I don't really want to teach you guys. And, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe he was having a rough semester. Who knows? Mm hmm. You know. But, like we never got to learn any of that and we had to do it on our own and try and figure it out and you know lessons learned it's it, it is a funny program but once you kind of get into it you, you you get in there and it starts making a little bit more sense and uh i like, I like both mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a zbrush cowboy i enjoy <laughs> uh I, I like maya as much as i like zbrush and they're both important and you know it's fun yes are you enjoying it though are you enjoying like messing around with ZBrush?
0: Um, messing around no, I am in a class at Noman and I'm enjoying actually <gasps> having some direction.
1: <laughs> you are. That's awesome. Are you doing like a like a full character or a bust? or are you doing yeah, like- this will be our
0: final project as a character. And so, my uh, teacher is ex-military. So I'm like, yes, he probably thinks <laughs> like me and <laughs> he can answer my questions because I'm like not fully creative. I'm like half analytical and I'm like, ah, I'm struggling.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you know, it, it's it's uh, having like directive like purpose with your study is so important. And that really does help like give you a direction because just kind of making like make a rock. OK, now what? <laughs> you're not motivated to make a rock. So right. you, but you get motivated and really excited to do um like designs. And that, that's kind of like the really fun thing about about you know going into ZBrush is is going through different design, trying different design languages. It is so exciting to find a designer that you're really liking and try out how that looks. And yeah, like there's there's you can do really rounded stuff, really curvy, really angular stuff, and it's mm-hmm. all different and
0: yeah, I thrive when Sorry. I'm initially learning something. I thrive in a classroom setting, and then if I know what I'm doing, then YouTube and stuff is my jam. But like, if I'm learning it, oh God, I'm like,
1: I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't describe the water. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me, tell me it. I uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it is funny. Um. Projects, personal projects are are really important, you know, and that's something I didn't learn until much later. And I that's wish... why I
0: want to learn ZBrush because I have all these like projects that I am not capable of doing yet. <laughs> well, I mean, I I am a modeler, works. but I'm a hard service modeler, so I'm mm-hmm. like I need to get more into characters. So yeah, you
1: can do both. It's transferable. You it, it does work. Like uh, that's one thing about modeling. But yes. anatomy though. Anatomy is actually, is, it's funny because years and years of studying it, and I still have so much to learn. Like, it, it it never stops. And I think that's like one of the first things I kind of noticed when I'm doing like mentor stuff is uh, mm-hmm. trying to help them out with some of those things and yeah. an understanding that it does need to go into a rig. It does need to, or a rig yeah. does need to go into it, and it does need to function. So yes, those things look really cool, but if you want it to be more than just a sculpture, then you got to think of how it's going to move at the same time. And I think- yeah. Uh, It's kind of like the difference of like going into um, environment, hard surface stuff and going different skill sets and then going into characters and and Mm -hmm. the other area. I feel like your sets are really complicated and they need like precision and, and thought and effort to organize and structure them and make it work. And for it to be clean. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you're a crush it. Uh, And then characters, it's like you're, you can be on this one thing this entire time and, and, you're thinking about how it moves, how it's going to deform and, and everything, you can kind of get lost in all the details and adding little fun bits. is always kind of, I like it. I like doing all the modeling, to be honest. I, there's, yes, I am a visual development modeler and concept filter, mm-hmm. but uh, I like doing it all like cars do uh Ford versus Ferrari. I think I did so many cars <laughs> <laughs> by the end of it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> no more cars for me. I'm good. And then I, I did a, a Lunar Lander, and that was cool because I was nerding out on all the little like machinery on there. And I'm like, ooh, look at this. Oh, look at that. It moves. Oh, and it was actually kind of cool. And you're like, I'm getting paid to look up stuff about Lunar Landers. This is awesome. While you're naming stuff, let's cool. go through our list of projects.
0: You have a lot, so I'm just going to highlight some. Yeah, I'm, I'm old.
1: I'm old. I
0: mean. So... Um, and if you want to mention any additional ones that I skip over, but I'm gonna just highlight a few. Um, so FIFA Soccer 07.
1: Oh, dude, that's old.
0: <laughs> Happy, happily, and ever after.
1: That was the first one I worked on. I made grapes. They're really good, and I got to do some other stuff. And was, there's was choice. Although, ask me now if I can. I can't stand because of EA. I um, my 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 tour of duty at EA. I can't, That's stand, right. I can't stand the sound of soccer mm-hmm.
2: in the background
1: because they had the FIFA floor was one below the, the art department. Mm-hmm. And they had the game devs would all have their like soccer things going. So all you would hear was like that soccer ambient stadium noise. And I'm just like, me <laughs> on a chalkboard. I can't do it. Uh,
0: 50 cent blood of the sand, A uh, blood on the sand.
1: That was fun. We actually, for a mocap testing on that one, we got to put a uh, exotic dancer mocap <laughs> on him to test out his like, rig. And we're just like, mm-hmm, he moved. He's good. Yeah. Max Payne 3. Grand a the- lot Theft girls V. <laughs> that was, Grand Theft Auto Five was weird because I was in a funny department in that one. It was like, make all the weird art uh, backwards. So some of the stuff they're asking me to make, like I made guilt, like a <laughs> Saucy gilf thing, and I'm like, "What's a Guilf?" I'm like, "Oh, dang!" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what it is." That was a uh, that was intense uh, time. Sausage party, yes, equally offended everybody, <laughs> yes. across the board. Um, yeah,
0: I, I had to watch it because of the end, and it was like, "Whoa, this is a lot."
1: <laughs> yeah, there, I there's only one model I refuse to work on for obvious reasons, and. Um, actually two because there's two in that scene i was not gonna work on i'm like Mm -hmm. somebody else can handle this i'm not Mm -hmm. not." and they would they knew not to assign it to me anyway but like uh my first day on that job was hilarious and uh my soups were really nice and they're like are you cool with doing this model and i was like yeah no problem and they like show me the design i'm like for real yeah this is it what's her name is her name really Camille Co. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang I was like that yeah it was fine there's a lot of stuff on that show made a lot of faces on food mm-hmm That's good. We made a decapitated head that was fun it reminded me back to my old Rockstar days of mm-hmm. like weird things. Uh it got to the point when I was at Rockstar too where uh, me and my there's it was a small character team in Vancouver before they moved to Toronto and San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy and I were there and I was like, I don't know if I feel good about doing this gore stuff. Do you want to ha- do you want to take this one? Because sometimes also, um, when guys work on female characters, they can kind of get like, yeah, you know, tunnel vision kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they can make them a little funny. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. So I do a little. So I'm like, I just let me let me do this. I, I got this. This is fine. So I did a lot of background girl ones that were, mm-hmm. yeah. Fun fact: I actually had to stay awake. on some of us. <laughs> I think it was the longest hours, second longest hours ever pulled, and it was, um, this is like back in the day when you actually had to project textures onto the models, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, this is pre-substance days. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Yes, I did a vulture suit, that was cool. So much (laughs) gack. Put all the gack on there. It was fun, it was, uh, first visual effects stuff I kind of really did, it was very different. Mm Mm-hmm. Then some of the other stuff I've done. But yeah, it was fun. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Spider-Noir and uh, Tombstone. <laughs> Spider-Ham. Really Spider-Ham, yeah. He was cute. Some of the stuff gets done also. Um, it's like retopo some of that stuff. So you might get some of it down from Spa and then it'll come up and then we got to rework work and then continue with it. But that was a fun project. Now, when we were working on this, we are like, are you do they really want us to put Geo, Floating Geo, on top of the... Are we allowed to do that? Or are they not going to do that in texturing? No? Okay, cool. We're going to do that. It's going through? Approved. Um, The Adams Family too. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got to do some first day on. Uh, I was late to joining. And I got to work on it. They're like, hey, you cool with this one? And they give me this thing. And my buddy Casey is working. And... Uh, it was a tentacle fester. <laughs> they're like, here, you can do this, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Hmm. Wait, what? Okay, then the next one was the chimera chicken monster thing. It just had me cracking up laughing when they gave me the design. I was looking at this. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> we got udders, and they are like, yeah. we're not allowed to put the udders on, so we got to take them off and do all this other stuff. And It was, it was fun, though, because you get to make, like, little hook feet, and then, like, chicken feet, and then... Little piggy tail and then the bird thing is a lot of fun.
0: Oh, um, and most recently, DC League of
1: Superbets. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's got a bunch. That was really fun, to be honest. Like, that was my first kind of you know, doing a lot more visual development sculpting so for that one. It's really cool. Um, getting to work with it. That's actually really my favorite part is getting to work with the designers and sit with them and, and kind of brainstorm. The best approach to translate into 3D because sometimes it doesn't, you know, how like sometimes it doesn't really translate very well. But it's a different approach mm-hmm. to make it work. And uh, Miomi and uh, Matt were amazing, and so many of the other guys that were on that project were awesome. And getting to talk to directors and try and figure out what they want it's like one of those situations where it's like, uh, I got something in my head and I want you to figure it out. And you're like, on it. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it twice as hard. Uh, and that was fun. Like I got to do um, a lot of concept sculpting and also a lot of cleanup on that one. A lot of expressions and pose testing. And a lot of characters on there that, when the final movie comes out, which I believe is rumored to be me, it's gonna be exciting. That has been in the works for a while.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So how? Did you
0: feel working on the Hill Agency Indigenous Film Noir game? I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce this word.
1: <laughs> you know, I know, You know what? You're not alone. We all <laughs> goofed it up. And you know why? I'm not Anishinaabe. <laughs> I just accept that I'm not. I'm not Anishinaabe. I, I I'm uh, I'm more silk and than, uh, than I am. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. It, like Natives were different. We are so different. Natives out east. You know, indigenous folks at East are different from out here. Yes, we all come from the same mm-hmm. nation as a whole, but we're also very different. And mm-hmm. uh, that, dude, that was a trip. That was so awesome. Um, being a minority in this industry is kind of interesting mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. And getting to work on that project, like, I've never got to work on a show, like, as with, like, members of my team, other modelers or riggers, designers, whatever, you know. Uh that were indigenous. Except mm-hmm. for one time. It was like a dog fluff on me. Sorry. My dog's getting older, so he's shedding all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was my cousin. <laughs> she was in <laughs> an counting and she's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Stacey. She's great. Um but like getting to work on on that game and when that game came through for for the thing, uh you know, my partner's like, hey, so there's this company that's interested in doing this this thing for they need some help doing some character work for this game. You know, it's an indigenous film noir. Futurism. <laughs> Female elite. What? Yes. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Give my number. Let's, let's set up now. And, you know, I, I talked to him and Megan, she's wonderful. Um, and I got to work with Sade as well. Uh, as designer and uh, it, was, it was amazing. Um, kind of hits you in the <laughs> it, dude. It was so awesome. Um, one, you get to talk. You get to like uh, doing. I did a lo- majority of the characters. Uh, I led the, and then towards the end when I was getting busy, some other stuff. I had to shift gears and move on to something else. And I had still. Um, structured and set up all of the pipeline for the character workflow. Mm-hmm. And uh, But getting to talk to an indigenous designer, talk about you know representation and design, designing with intent for it not to be uh, a stereotype, mm-hmm. but you're going for readability, indigenous readability on screen. So getting to do that was incredible and amazing and it felt damn good, damn mm-hmm. good. And just uh, incredible that it's they're out there, they're doing their thing, and um, I'm excited for them to get their game off the ground. We'll Mm -hmm. see where they (laughs) go. That was a lot of fun. So, what do you feel like the
0: biggest breakthrough in your career was, or have you had multiple breakthroughs?
1: Ooh, breakthrough. Ah. Kind of a funny one too, man, because uh think about breakthroughs in my career and for a long time the hustle, the hustle was real. Being wanting wanting to do characters and wanting to do main characters or anything in that realm is very competitive. Like it's 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 a tough haul and you really have to there's only so many characters that need to be one uh, done, first off. And then after that you gotta like compete with people that have also been at the studio for a very long time sometimes. And sometimes they just, they do the characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so you really got to hustle hard. And for a long time, that's all I focused on was faster, better, faster, better, stronger, faster, better, stronger. And I, I'm i ashamed to admit that I ghosted hours because I, I, I cared about it so much and I wanted to do a good job. And I'm like, if I can't beat them, the talent, I'm going to beat them with like raw enthusiasm and power, and I'm going to hustle. Mm-hmm. and i did that for so long that um you know at a certain point i stopped and i looked up and i'm like whoa um i've never done a personal product until x amount of time and i was looking at that and i'm like that's i'm robbing from myself and i think that was the the hard realization too right like and also when you do this like when you start out like you are so focused on the work that um It's hard to make time for other things and I think it's really Mm -hmm. important to try and make time for other things uh, because it is so easy to get lost in the work and forget about everything else and uh, I definitely was guilty of that and the breakthrough for me was that uh, personal projects was that that, that big one for me and it's just it's like it's like the cheat code yeah you just look up so much faster so much faster and you learn so much more and it's also you know, in fighting to get to do all these next characters and to be good enough to get called to do those characters. you're uh, <laughs> Also realizing that I don't need somebody's permission to do this style of character. Uh, hello, Marisa, just go home and do one.
0: All right. <laughs> problem?
1: Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, you know, another breakthrough was kind of decolonizing my, my idea of success. And for me in this industry, there's a lot of folks, for the length I've been doing this, a lot of people are like, really, why don't you want to be a supervisor? Why don't you want to be this, 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 and this? And I'm like, that wasn't my idea of success to stay mm-hmm. at one spot and be there for 10, 12 years and live out my entire career at one studio. Uh, if the studio was right, I would. Sure. <laughs> if we got new projects coming in, we got all this stuff happening. And like, yeah, definitely. But uh, for me, it's always been, is the project interesting? Is the Is it going to help me level up? Is it something that I want to work on? And so instead of ladder climbing up, which I've seen a lot of my friends go off to do and do become like CG soups and whatever else and all the power to them, if that's their idea of success and what makes them feel good.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: for me, that wasn't like I did it. I actually got that. So uh, very early on, um, I was supervisor for Ghostbusters uh, game. Cinem- I did like a big stint of cinematics and yeah, it was great, but also, I, I, when they put you into those roles, I do think they need to offer support in teaching mm-hmm. you, and encouraging you, and giving you those soft skills to make it really work. Um, yeah, I
0: feel like in the animation industry, like all of us go to like school for art, and then yeah. become leaders, and then nobody wants to do any professional development. <laughs>
1: like, no, not at all. And it's like, did they ever teach you how to give a review? Did they ever teach you how to work things with your with your staff and uh, I. I don't know. I did it, and I've, i I go through I go through stints where I'm like, yeah, I'm the boss. I want to be the boss, just because you like you see things happening that's not going the right way, and you're like, oh, I gotta fix this. <laughs> here, here, let me help, and I'll fix this, and we'll get it done. Uh, but then also I like to go back to just being an artist because doing the artwork and doing the art, that's what makes me happy, mm-hmm. and just decolonizing that idea of success that the only idea of success is lead is soup is this not for everybody yeah you know and uh, I, I like doing both so i like to do a little bit go back and then you learn but i also feel like when you do do a supervisor role you do learn how to be a good uh good artist at the same time because you, you have you get empathy for what it's like to be in that role you have to know all the answers. You have to know all the things. You have to be able to negotiate uh, you know, workload for your staff and to be there for them and to support them to to know what they're going through. And to also know that there's a deadline and there's a client and there's a director and there's schedules. And I like me a spreadsheet, <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of both. So, and the, but then like going back to being an artist, then you go back to being an artist and then you can I feel like you're more empathetic to your supervisors too, right? Like yeah. It makes you a more well rounded artist to do bit both. Plus yeah. also I didn't want to be those people that like you're you're super soup for like 10, 15 years and then that's all you can do. Is mm-hmm. like I've seen some of them try and go back and be an artist and you're just like Looks good boss. I'll fix it later. Right. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: So, what do you love about being a modeler and animation in general?
1: I think it goes back to that creating. So, i uh, feeling that need for creation. They're all my little children. I make them. I go off into the world and they go succeed or they fail or they look terrible in rigging. I got to come back and I got to fix them, send them back out again and do their thing. And, um, yeah. I think it's a lot of common people's like thing is getting to create the world and do the thing. I also feel like it's the problem solving. I really love it's mm-hmm. like this brain tingly goodness that happens when you're like problem solving something and you're just like clicks. and It goes out and you're like, oh, I did that. Okay. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll go back to one of my old models and I'm like, oh, hey, this is really nice. Look at this wireframe. Oh, I did it. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I mean, there's some other ones too where I go back and I'm like, ooh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, let's just bury that one under the rug a little bit and just say our goodbyes to it and be like You tried. Good job.
0: <laughs> I feel like in in animation, like everything is tedious. So there's like the tediousness of rigging, there's a tediousness of modeling, there's a te- tediousness of animation. It's just like which tediousness do you like?
1: <laughs> How many times do you want to hit render or do you want to adjust that I'm for like, a groom where like, the Pushing and pulling points is my is my thing. <laughs> I use this keys setting keys, pushing points, and grooming over. They're like, don't you ever get tired of spinning around to the model? And you're like, do you ever get tired of listening to the same audio over and over again? When I sat close to Animator, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> code, I, we almost, for some reason, I always got, like, uh, my department the character teams were always really small, so they always stuck us close to, I shouldn't say stuck, they placed us closer to the dev teams and the coders, and I just got really comfortable talking to the coding people. And they're always mm-hmm. fun, man. They're hilarious. They usually they love games in code. I try and look at what they're doing, I'm like, Alphabet soup, guys. Alphabet soup. <laughs> Alphabet soup. I don't know what you're doing, but it looks really cool. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I agree. There is a lot of tedious things about work. Yeah. Yeah. Any job has that though. Man. Like yeah, the bakery when I was What?
0: The tediousness for. It depends on like, do you get lost in it, and it's like, like you when know, I used to be in college, and you go to the um, computer lab and like look up, and three hours later, you're like, oh wow, I didn't even know three hours passed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's the best part i love that part the uh, you kind of get um you get into a flow mm-hmm. you did, everything you're doing is just making sense and it's just clicking and it's just like i do like how a key goes on a walk and it's like you're just going and you just it feels good yeah a, incredible. it's incredible I would imagine um so i used to play roller derby and there was like a moment when i was learning to skate uh that when I first figured out my crossovers, and it's <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> please I could do. And it felt awesome and it was so good. And then you can kind of just get into a groove and you kind mm-hmm.
0: of How uh how is your approach to Vizdev modeling different from like production modeling or BFX?
1: I'm a bit of a weird kid. Um I don't wanna label it, but yeah, I'm a weird kid. Uh Kind of uh, once i actually realized this job exists i'm like I'm coming for you you're going to be mine uh it's, it's doing the concept stuff so you're you're kind of trying to turn off your brain of all the technical aspects and then you're trying to shuffle it into just the pure aesthetics and trying to get um the look across and also trying to connect everything together. So that's actually one really great thing that when I was on uh, Super Pets is what we were working towards was getting all these characters that were fun, but also sometimes when characters get creative, they kind of go off into their own little adventure and they're like, come on kids, back all in. in. We all gotta line up, we all gotta take this class photo, so everybody's gotta be in the same thing. So yeah. it's also about trying to get some of that stuff back in line with each other so they all live in the same world. and. Um, yeah, so it's more of a, an aesthetic thing, an overall appeal and working mm-hmm. towards trying to just make it connect and feel good and feel right. And it's kind of like a, it's like good audio. When it happens, you don't notice it. When it's bad, you're like, what the, what's that? What's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last, um, yeah, it's like a fun part too, is that you also have a bit more of um, more interpretation mm-hmm. to work. Where um, I feel like in modeling you guys to have like big opinions about this when I was earlier, and that's one thing too that I've learned over the years is that my opinions of something or I have like really strong opinion about something, you know, give it three years, and I'll be like, I was a dummy. <laughs> Calm down, get off your hoard about that thing. It's not as big a deal nearly. yeah, so you learn to like adjust your understanding of things, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, it, but then uh, the way that I like to do it also is that um, some people just like to throw it on there and then just be like, I'm gonna like dynamesh this and go crazy and do all these things. But I'm like, uh, too many years of production modeling has also made me a bit of a cycle for clean topo. Yeah. Love me some clean topo. That is, that is fine. Get some clean topo. And it's just beautiful. Uh, so I usually do kind of a hybrid approach where I'll block out some of it and. Maya and I'll throw it into ZBrush right away and I'll start reworking proportional stuff and I'll pop it back in and go back and forth a bit until I kind of get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the kind of thing. funny thing too about some of the Vizzo stuff because you'll get um, some artists that will create it but not actually have an understanding for what is required of it to do.
2: Mm-hmm. So if
1: it needs to actually function so that's actually one thing I, I can do and I can when I go to the, the conversation with designers and to uh, with the directors you can be that point person to have the experience to be like i know that that's going to be a bit of a problem so here's my suggestion of how to make it work yeah and you can work with them and um it's really fun like uh, when i was working with matt Williams he was a phenomenal 2d animator and designer just absolutely wonderful and getting to help him with uh, he i learned so much from from him and him, Yumi. they're great um and Tona uh on, at Sensei Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with last names, uh, <laughs> but there, like, you learn so much from these guys that about art and the the aesthetics of it. That it's fun.
0: So, is that is would you just explain also example of like your like production mindful sculpting approach?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just because like I've had to deal with not naming names, some Vistov sculpts that were a gong show and uh it, it i get it man because like i've done that too where i've had to do like some environment visual development stuff and create a whole set and then you come out and you're like i'm sorry it's, a mess. <laughs> it's crazy but for character stuff like i i really like to get in there and make sure that it can be turned around very quickly so when i do my work, because a lot of times uh, some directors would like to see it in pose. They're like, what's this T-pose? It's ugly. That's not my design. Get it out of here. I don't yeah. like it. And they're like, I picked this design. That design is not being followed. Why not? And you're like, I get what you're saying. Let me throw it into a pose, and let's put some expressions on it and make it come to life. Mm-hmm. And But when I do that, I also try and maintain it so that I can bring it back to the model itself for production and go out. Because what can happen sometimes also, too, is that um, uh, trying to, (laughs) so what can also yeah, like, so you can get this pose and then they start adding things to it afterwards. So, like, I want more of this here and more of this here and let's change all this, but it's in this crazy pose. Yeah. And then you got to bring it back to neutralizing. Sometimes when that happens, you kind of lose a little bit of the magic, too. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to uh, re, it's like. Skating backwards, you got to figure <laughs> out how to make it work to go back, and mm-hmm. uh, it just speeds up time. It speeds up and makes it go faster, so that it can get out the door, and they can get their most uh, most bang for their buck that they kind of want, right? That's where you're there. You're trying to help, like you don't want to make the process longer than it needs to be, right? Being like, I made this mess, <laughs> please fix it. I will give it to you for someone else to fix, and it's just dog's breakfast, hot mess, <laughs> not pretty, and you're just like. <laughs> so I, I just don't I just want to be that person having Be mindful of uh, downstream and upstream too because some of the stuff is not gonna work upstream. Mm-hmm. going into like room texturing or whatnot. So yeah, rigging.
0: Can I think about that stuff?
1: Yeah, it's important
0: What is a story you've never gotten to talk about? Like something that people wouldn't think to ask but is an interesting thing about you or just an interesting
1: story Ooh. been attacked by a lot of farm animals or ranch animals <laughs> 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 this is the joy of growing up on a on a ranch as a kid right uh i've been stepped on i've been kicked on the arm uh i've been bucked off uh, i lost count here uh I've been on a runaway horse, full tilt, full like full on, and I was hanging on bareback, reins soft to the side, and I'm just like holding on to the main being like, ah! screaming, and my niece and my sister were just laughing their fucking asses off, and they're just dying laughing. And my horse finally gets to the house and stops, and he's just like ah, break. break the <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ride anymore. <laughs> I go inside. I like pfft, unceremoniously fall off the horse, slide down. I go out there. So dad's like, no kid of mine so I can ride. I go back out there and he makes me hug the horse and he says, Sorry to the horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure I should have And <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. That makes me think. Like, what's worse, like that, or like you know them, like boats where you're like you have to travel in those small boats for like an hour, and you're
1: like, bah, bah, bah. Oh yeah, I went to. I, I've never I've traveled tons, but like I went to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and we got we got to go see the blue footed boobies. So freaking cool. Not Hawaii. Sorry, Mexico. Jeez, mm-hmm. geography. This is a problem with the education system. They do not teach us, geography, or ge- any of that stuff. Like, I feel like I have, like, huge huge gaps in my knowledge, where like there should be more, and it's it's like, uh, later in life, you're only trying to fill these things in, but, yeah, we were going on a boat to go see the Blue-Footed Boobies, and I was so excited, and the tour guys were like, hey, yeah, so it's really choppy, so this is about as far as we're gonna go, but if you really want <laughs> to go to that, like, there's this beach you can land on, you can go on this little dune and stuff, then just jump out, and uh swim really hard really hard don't stop and just keep going yeah and if you get close to the boat make sure you push away yeah just push away real hard and we're all just like a bunch of sitting on the boat we're like There's no come back. how much do we pay okay mm, doing it jump off and you're just like I'm gonna, die, I'm gonna die i'm gonna die you make it to the land and you're like okay yeah am i doing that again yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, that also, I feel like a lot of I don't know if it's just like my family upbringing. Uh, there's a lot of come from a long line of um, cowboys, mm-hmm. cowboys and Indians. Who knew, right? Mom's side were super traditional. My dad's side is like they're all ranchers and cowboys. We're going way way back, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they 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 bronc rider, bull rider, team ropers, barrel racers, whole kit and caboodle, and. I feel like I got still a little bit of that left in me, mm-hmm. and I, my, my stupid bucket fills up a bit, and then I will do something dumb, mm-hmm. and get it out of my system, and come back again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's just me or if that's somebody else, or we all get that or something. You ever feel that? No. <laughs>
0: crazy? Like, I've done skydiving, but I just was like, that's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It is... If for some people who like know me for a long time they probably like oh you went skydiving but yeah why not it was much easier than bungee jumping i kind of like when i went bungee jumping i didn't <laughs> like i had to bring <laughs> me back down and my legs were like shaking for like the next five minutes <laughs> what? But I mean, but it was like okay uh, the only thing is, like, um, when a lot of air comes at my face, I I can't breathe. So that was an interesting in the free
1: fall. <laughs> Do you get did you get a little bit of panic on that? Or just like, well, because when we're
0: going up, they like open the door for like a couple seconds on the way up, and I'm and then I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I remember that I can't breathe in a lot of air. So I'm like, damn it, I'm gonna be free <laughs> falling for like thirty seconds. So I just didn't
1: pass it off. Seconds, like, <laughs> Brett, like you're going down.
0: Yeah, because I'm because I I was fully acknowledging that I that's how I am. So I'm like asking the dude that I was about to be strapped to. I'm like, so how can I like work not around he myself this? And he's barking. like, oh do this. And I'm like, and so I we jump out the plane and I'm doing this, and it's like the wind is coming over my hands. This oh. is not working.
1: <laughs> It's like make a mustache, you'll make yourself laugh. It's fine. Like- I'm like, I'm telling you. I paid so. for this. I got a video. You did? Yeah. I did um, the slingshot thing. My, my uncle, we went to the Pialik fair and he was just like, I'll pay any of y'all. You go do that. And all my other cousins were like, hell oh, no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I'll do it. They go up there and do it. And they're just like, guys messing with you and realizing later in life that how stupid it was to actually, first off, down in the States, no insurance down that <laughs> way. You guys' healthcare scares the shit out of me. Um, just, I, I there's nothing would have stopped me from just like being impaled on one of those little side things. Like uh-huh. I don't know. Choices in your life, I wonder.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um wh- how has being native, a woman, or anything else impacted you in your animation career anyway, as far as like any discrimination or
1: it's a loaded one, right? <laughs> I see how you do. You just get us all comfortable with everything and you just gonna wob that grenade over the fence. Yeah, you're just like, what happened? <laughs> Come on, spill some tea. Um yeah, I'll be honest, there were sometimes it was not so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a woman early on in this industry was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh not many women in were modelers. One or two, I did get one or two. Most of it was men, so there's always that kind of uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. And buds like to stick together, they like to do their thing. And if you come in there and if you're not, they assume things about you. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yeah, I encountered like workplace bullying where people wouldn't put me in my place. Um, yeah, uh, I had a and I had, um, I had a fella make one of my modelers cry on the floor reviewing his work. I'm like, I, I told him, no. Stop. You gotta stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's trying really hard, and what you're saying is, look, you're making him really upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't like that. He pulled me off the floor, and he tried to, he closed the door, and he tried to intimidate me. Mm-hmm. And when I wouldn't balk at him, man, you gotta realize, like, growing up, like, my cousins, my <laughs> half-siblings, you know, like, it's a tough go sometimes, so like mm-hmm. you get a little hard into some of this, and so it was going to take a little bit more than that to kind of shake what's happening, yeah. I knew it was wrong. What do you see was wrong, man? I'm like, you want to recognize you're making somebody cry. Like, for fuck's sakes, stop. Mm-hmm. There's something not recognized in that, stop. And um, anyway, he tried to get me fired, because I wouldn't uh, submit mm-hmm. to what he wanted me to do. And they, he went to the producers, and they're like, me or her? And they're like, works harder. <laughs> 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 also probably because I was like probably really cheap too. So by comparison. Um yeah, learning about salary stuff was always kind of brutal to realizing how less I was being paid. Yeah. Uh, compared to my colleagues that were male. That was pretty brutal. Um some of the indigenous stuff did come up quite often because we <clears throat> I really do love our industry. I really do love it. It's so diverse. We get to meet so many different cultures. We get to interact with so many different people. Mm-hmm. And you get to learn so much. Uh, it, it, there there's some some tough parts about that too, where um, folks don't know. Like they come in, and um, if you're not indigenous, then you're an immigrant, must be mm-hmm. honest. And they're coming in and they'll say shit. Um, <laughs> and I had one person actually, when they realized I was indigenous, they're like, oh, dude, I didn't know you were Indian. What? I thought you guys were extinct. Uh, how do you respond to something like that? Seriously. Yeah. It's like, are you trying to be a dink? What are you doing? I'm like, first off, how many names do you know? Am I your first name? You actually know. You probably meant a lot more. They all mm-hmm. don't look like Tonto, whatever belief you have in your head of what an indigenous person looks like. Right. Um, my mom was super dark, my dad was super light. Mm-hmm. Kind of come out in the middle when I go out in the sun, I tan. When I'm a closeted psycho working seventy hours a week, I fade. You know, it's <laughs> it's a mix and mm-hmm. try. It'd it be you know as I've gotten older, those are teaching moments. Yeah, um, the microaggressions are real too. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's just go have a little powwow and talk about some of this stuff. And you're like, mm, mm, mm. No, we're not talking about that. We're gonna go have a meeting. Right, okay, cool. That's what I am meeting. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, oh, just I you know, I used to be low on the totem pole, blah blah. blah. Misnomer, lowest on the totem pole, actually, is the most important. Yeah, I
0: learned that, so I say that to people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's misnomer. Uh, mm-hmm. off reservation. Oh, I didn't mean to go off reservation. But wow, do you realize how complicated the reservation system is and how impactful that was? You know, Indian agents affected so much, mm-hmm. and the same way the redlining you know, affected a lot of places, mm-hmm. it happens in our community, so it's brutal. Um, sexism from women, that was a weird one when that happened. Uh, yeah, I've learned
0: you don't have to be white to be a pa- uh, agent of white supremacy, you don't have to be a, a man to be <laughs> agent
1: of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Equal opportunity to offend them, yeah. It's brutal, man, like that's the where I had... Uh, uh, I had one of them tell me I should smile more or that I was being too bossy. Oh my God. And uh, I was like, <laughs> You just realized that I, I just, just worked two, 12 hours on the weekend for you? I'm not charging you for that. I did that because I care about this project. And mm-hmm. coming the next day on that Monday, she's like, Oh, you so rough. What? You should smile more. I'm like, I am dying. <laughs> it's not, not my priority. You don't tell the guys to smile more. You don't tell right. them if they're being bossy. And if you're trying to, Uh, take action or do something. That's the one that I always find kind of weird. But you know, Mm -hmm. that being said, I feel like there's change. There is change happening and it is incredible. I think people are starting to recognize these things. We're starting to get a little bit better about it. Um, I feel like they're more open to talking about these things too, where they're Mm -hmm. more open to learning and that's where this is going to make the most impact is. yeah, Ask the questions. Be uncomfortable. Recognize the the privilege that you may or may not have. Like, I recognize my privilege that I'm lighter. Mm Mm-hmm. But that comes a problem, too, because then some people think they don't realize I am Native, and then a protest will happen and the, something will be, and then you'll hear someone from the, the floor complain about it and be like, oh, those oh, those Indians are doing that thing again where they're protesting the thing, what is that? And you're like, oh,
0: dude, you know I'm Native,
1: right? I'm not white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not cool. And then you have to have a conversation and stuff like that. Yeah. But- it's getting better you know women in animation is phenomenal you know mm-hmm. what they're doing trying to get parody very cool i'm i'm, I'm optimistic if yeah. nothing else i'm very optimistic and uh as many people that were there to be kind of dinks there's mm-hmm. plenty out there that are being incredible and supportive and making changes and actively wanting to encourage growth Yeah, you know it's incredible I don't know, have you kind of had that experience as well? Like, where you do you feel like you see a change happening?
0: Um, I'm I'm just getting back into the studio space. Mm-hmm. So to speak specifically, I'll have to give it more time because mm-hmm. I've, uh, to be only in my mid thirties, like I've endured a lot. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Like I got videos oh, on my cool. YouTube channel where I sat down for like three hours rec- rec- recounting like different stories and I, I and I never part, posted part three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this. It's gonna take me a minute. <laughs> like
0: one of my previous jobs, I like kept all everything that happened to me in like a Google draft, like a Gmail draft, which I accidentally deleted one day. Which since it's a draft, it's not in trash. So <laughs> But it was like I had like a long list just at that job of like stuff that happened to me. And and the interesting part for me is that. It just happens to me like there's other black people or other women and and it's like I guess you know I used to be in the south and the south is like not my jam cuz I'm from north I'm from Michigan so being direct is considered rude um you know shop, boy right? yeah so it's just like I'm not meaning to be offensive I just say what i mean (laughs) and in a very short way but not like mean way it's just like well you talk like like an auntie
1: then you talk like an auntie (laughs) my aunties be like that too where they're just like to the point terse you know that's what it is and you're like talking to the auntie on the phone and then Well, like, oh, it's cool. so yeah a lot of
0: southern culture in the in the states is like not who i am i did you know assimilate some like i started talking to random people because that's what you do in the south like hey how are you doing but that's good though right mm-hmm. so, i mean i Indian. guess <laughs> oh I'm no i am like an introvert so i don't really need to talk to everybody <laughs> oh that's a lot of energy being expended (laughs)
1: it's weird right how that kind of has to recharge a little bit yeah but
0: it it worked i I didn't protest or anything like each place that i've lived i try to like take something take what i like and and try to learn about it i don't try to like infiltrate i don't try to be like a an american (laughs) like like when i went to (laughs) south korea i'm not like trying to be like speak english
1: Right, like, man, that's that's, that's, uh, that's always a trip, like, when people are about that and trying to, f- no, I, I listened to one of your other talks, and I was really impressed, um, one of the young men was saying something about traveling, and that's kind of what I definitely feel does make change, and yeah, my time going to Katinovic really did help, because, like, from that till up to then, I was, like, on the reserve, and in town, and on the reserve, back and forth, and sometimes you kind of start believing what they say to you, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to graduate. You're not going to do this. You're not going to be live up to anything, or yeah. it's like this assumption on you, kind of. Know, it's not yeah, cool. That but there's other the, people who are really the colonization
0: good. you were talking about is like huge because um, that's what I say about you know the power, the kind of power that um, people from African countries and Caribbean countries who are black have over Black Americans because, like, like through the different generations, Black Americans have been told they ain't shit (laughs) and so like it's all subliminal too where everybody looks like you is very powerful and i don't think you know people don't always realize that and so what i people don't always respect what both like indigenous and black americans are doing where if we don't fight for, (laughs) for our stuff like like for black americans if we didn't fight then they wouldn't be here, like Africans mm-hmm. and like Caribbeans, because there was like, and in then in the 60s, it was like a quota or something like that. So
1: it's so messed up when you start digging into the history of things, and you get, I get worked up whenever I watch any of these like oldie time documentaries on the list. Yeah. I get, <laughs> and they're screaming at the TV, yelling at there, like, that's not what happened. <laughs> or like, you see what he did? Mm-hmm. You see what he did, right? The blanket. Yeah. Told you. Mm -hmm. and just like it's very frustrating some of that uh, and trying to unpack a lot of that and to break those that intergenerational trauma and um you know like and it's hard yeah dude like i'm learning that is tough it's only i like what i like
0: following the instagram decolonize myself or
1: something like that which is a lot of indigenous stuff there it's it's a it's a it's a lot of effort because there's so much of, of these things that you don't even realize that you're doing mm-hmm. uh you know this lateral violence that can happen the crabs in the bucket kind of mentality which i think mm-hmm. a lot of folks are starting now to break down that nonsense and to lift each other up and i it's important it's really important and connecting with your roots and all these things like i've been taking language classes now to to reconnect with that and it feels good and yeah uh, one, one of my questions
0: for you is like why was it important for you
1: to do that Oh, it's it's. Uh, there's so many things that change. If you look at English itself, it's, oh, it's such a garbage language. <laughs> it feels so bad for everybody who has to learn English. Like, uh, it's uh, you know I was talking to one of my, my my teachers, and she's like, you know, she she's she homeschools her kids, and uh, she's like talking about trying to teach her kids the language now too in and trying to like, how do you begin? Uh-huh. Right. If you don't speak it off uh, there's only a handful of the language like fluent language speakers still still alive uh-huh. and we're trying to keep it from, from fading. Yeah. And what she's doing <laughs> she's like, I didn't teach my kids English. I didn't just sit down, apple, apple, banana, banana, cat, dog. She was like, I didn't teach them those things. They kind of just learned it, you know, through osmosis. And then she's like now trying to teach your kids in Silicon, it's like it takes effort and time. But mm-hmm. there's there's fundamental change, and there's like been studies done on this of how language can change parts of your brain mm-hmm. and change what you think and the way that the language is spoken and the way that it's done. Like for example, you take introductions when I introduced myself today. Um I introduced my mother first and then my father, because it was important in our society that they introduce women first and then the fathers. Uh, if we were going to do a more formal one, that would introduce my grandparents because it's by community. And that's how they know you, right? Like, I'm sure if you go back home, they're like, you're so-and-so's kid, aren't you? And then they're like, that's how they know you because these generational things just kind of go and go. And your point is actually a really great one about being in a room with people that look like you. It makes a difference. Um, when I see someone uh, in Vancouver and they're Native and I'm like, when they're at a store or whatever, they're like, can we like give this little nod? They're like, hey, we're cousins, yeah? We're, cousins? we're probably cousins. Um, <laughs> we just goof. But I went to Winnipeg um, back in the day. And that was like one of the first places, other than going to Kamalupa or that I was in a space, like in a modern space. And it was so many natives, so many indigenous people all there. And I'm like, this feels good. This feels good. Is this how everybody else feels? It was like, you know, when you, when you first get your glasses and you put them on, you're like, "Is this how everybody sees all the time?" Mm-hmm. You can see right. all the way out. That's so cool. And being or in a, a space where there's a lot more of your people there, it feels good and it feels safe. And there's no there's no code switching. There there's no changing of things. You can just be yourself, and it's kind of amazing. I keep hoping for like here, and I keep trying to connect with more Indigenous creatives, and it's an ongoing process.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what made you start uh, Res Dog Animation?
1: Ooh, yeah. Let's get into it. Um. Well, okay. So, <laughs> with everything that's been going on, um, I realized how much, like I said, I've been hustling, and for a lot of times when you when you do this, I feel like you know, you do feel like a bit of a token hire sometimes for some things, and for so long I didn't want to be treated that way. Um and that I wanted to prove that I could be here and I earned my place here and I deserve my place here because I was working hard and I worked twice as hard as anybody else as I possibly could and he came in I did my work and I did it well and I wanted to do better and I wanted to do more and I took it really seriously um, Now, at the same time as doing that I also did a disservice of not trying to do more like when I did my demo reel <laughs> I did it about like um, about, about my mom and You know, they they took one of her children away when she was younger, so
2: Mm
1: it makes me carry thinking about it. But, like, (laughs) my content was indigenous, and then when I put it out there, it was, people weren't ready for it. Mm -hmm. They're not ready for that kind of, like, stuff. And Yeah,
0: when we put our stuff out there, they're like, but can you do white people? But when white people do white people, they're not like, can you do black people?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, can you model a dude? Can you model a girl? Like, is it any different? Yes, it is different, and yes, I can do both. You know, it, I love those comic strips where they have like just draw a kid just draw a kid how hard can it be and it's like this guy draws like two kids in the bathtub and my mom's coming to go pick them up and it's like it looks like two little small people like two little old people in the tub and he's just like miss <laughs> um, but yeah no I and this is the thing is that um you know I work really hard to to develop the skills and to work in animation and to work visual effects and games and um, and to develop these skills so that I could do more work. And I kept on hoping that, okay, the next minority group, they're going to sneak into the crowd background. I might get a native person. Nope. Nope. Not quite. Um, I get there's, uh, it's brutal. I had a friend that's in marketing and she's telling me about how they're like, we like this to be a little diverse. And they come back and they show and they have like, Black person, Asian person, Indian person. East Indian, not Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Native, not really, Nobody use it? Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Native folks, Indigenous people you can call ourselves Indian, but it's not right when other people do. It's one of those mm-hmm. weird things, you know? mm-hmm. uh, But like she, so she goes in there, she presents it to the the person. They're like, a little too diverse. Can we get maybe 15% less diverse? And so like, they're doing the math of, they actually did the math of like, what was diverse and not as brutal. Uh, but same sort of thing happens like with crowd character, like any. I was even hoping for like a crowd character or something like to work on indigenous character. And I'm like, just God, you gotta sneak one in here, you know, just give us one with a little nose, maybe a little hair, or, you know, <laughs> a, little, I get a little one, and nothing, nothing, nothing. And to this day, I still have not, uh, till Ashmole Games, where I got to work on tons of indigenous characters. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. and. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's people are too scared to do it. They don't know how to do it. Or they're just like, they don't exist. We don't need to include them. Or they're minority. They're not like, hold the phone. Where are you? Where are you right now? Mm-hmm. Do you know where you're from? Do you know what land you're standing on? Mm-hmm. It's indigenous. Uh, like right now, I, I'm... <laughs> yes, I'm in Vancouver. But, you know, it It wasn't always Vancouver. Like, And it, it's still... Yes, technically the municipality of Vancouver, blah blah blah. But like Squamish, Squammer, Slaylatooth and Musqueam Nation that we're currently on unseated. You know, it's we're here. You know, with the recent um we've always been here, time immemorial. You know, it kinda of messed up thing too, is that um so I'm dual because of my my nation, we were here before the borders got dropped down and we're like, This is America, this is Canada go forth <laughs> um my my people we used to go down south down the colville and come back up and you know so i have dual but to prove that it's really kind of messed up i don't know any other people that have to go through this mm-hmm. you have to go through a blood test and it's a ancestral thing so i got my little status card that proves that i'm it's your fucking Ooh, indian status card what it's called and it still has to be called indian because that's what's called in the government and it's on the crown and blah blah, blah and it keeps on going but you also have to prove your ancestry in that way uh, so i always get a little i don't know with ancestry.com i get so wigged out and weirded out when everybody get these people I'm like i'm a 16th cherokee princess and they're like "Oh, sit down you muppet like what are you, who are you why and what are you doing to connect with your community or your culture mm-hmm. are you actually affiliated with a nation Do they acknowledge you as a part of their nation? That's problematic as well because a lot of people were, you know, taking 60 scoops they don't know that they're actually indigenous. They're like, why am I tan? It's weird. Mom's really light. Mm -hmm. Must be a mystery. Um, You know, like it happened to my mom too. Like she got scooped up on top Mm -hmm. of that. And they pretty much took her in to take care of their kids and do the housework and it was ridiculous. But so that whole people trying to claim ancestry is squiffy res dogs is <laughs> reservation dogs uh, the, the TV franchise
2: mm-hmm.
1: wonderful for they, they did a little uh, moment on the, in the car where they're talking about land back and they're 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 subtly introducing concepts to the greater culture and in, in, in not in that kind of uh, ex- mm-hmm. exclusive way is inclusive
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're doing it in the form of these this couple driving down the road and they're talking about it and she's like well, I'm sixteenth Cherokee and you know I was on my bobo side and you're like and her husband looks over and he's like I'm sixteenth a millionaire like, ah, <laughs> sure. like it's on par <laughs> but but for me like it was to if I was going to wait for production to happen mm-hmm. I might be waiting until I'm out of the industry like when is it When was it going to happen so right sometimes you just got to go do it yourself and that's kind of what's happened um I applied for a grant and won the grant. Very cool. Yes. very exciting. felt all <laughs> all scooping for a little while. And, and uh, it helped start it. And you know, it's an interesting process to go from on one side of production to go even further and closer. And I feel like I've always been kind of chasing that core of creation where you know, in games, you don't get to decide things and uncertain things, but you get closer to film, you get to get closer to Vista, get closer to concept. Mm-hmm. And to the idea of, of elements and uh, with this, you know, getting the script together, mm-hmm. getting the concepts together. It's interesting. It's a whole process. And, um, yeah. and that's kind of where it's been going. And it also offers me the opportunity to do f- a lot more freelance and to work for different projects and to make those connections and to learn from other mm-hmm. folks. Um, Shofa I was learning from Shofa, Shof Shukr. Um, incredible artist and he's doing his own thing and he came up as an artist and now he's uh you know directing his own show and just mm-hmm. trying to absorb as much of that as i can to learn so that i can do it too you know and that's how you do like you you love listening to these um uh, people that started out and they're just like wasn't being done so i went out and did it right <laughs>
2: yeah
1: it's gotta start somewhere and it doesn't have to be perfect and i do think right. entirely my entire Journey on decolonizing, and my journey in animation has been perfectly imperfect. And mm-hmm. I yeah. use that phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's it's accurate, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, just how it is.
0: So, um, you're a mentor for Rise Up Animation. You're an active member of Women in Animation. You're a part of the Collective Bunch Society. As like a more of a veteran in the industry, what have you decided is your purpose in regard to how you represent in like other native professionals in animation.
1: Mm, that's a good one. How do I feel about it? I want to be the person that I wish I had. I wish I had a mentor that I could, an indigenous mentor that I could talk to, to be like, how did you navigate this? How did you work through that? Um, you know, the showrunner for Rutherford falls, you know, she's incredible uh, to Sierra Teller or if I'm saying her name correctly, um, and Sterling Harjo. Those are two people that are now show running shows, but they've, you know, they've made it a point for themselves to go back and to lift each other up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we get in here. And I, do, I love this about the Latin community uh, that they get in and get you in. I going to get you in. I'm going to get you in. And we're all going to be here. and It's going to be awesome. We're going to help each other. And that's just what I want for the community. I want mm-hmm. to be that person to be able to help them navigate through this. And Maybe you have to you know skip over some of the dumb stuff that I did early on and to learn from my mistakes, you know. It's a it's a part of giving back, you know, the back to the community. Um, mentoring has been really rewarding. I feel like it, it, it like scruffs off some of that like little old bitter stuff that you can kind of that can kind of happen if you're in the industry for a long time. You know, you've seen some of these people are in the industry and they're kind of like Captain Crunchy Pants or whatever, and you're just like, what what's what are you so Dude, you have an awesome job. Why are you not happy? You have an incredible job. You are doing something really cool. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, Excel sheet, fill in here. Fill in, fill in form, send email, my TPS report. You know, <laughs> And you're getting to do something really cool. So why not feel good about it? And talking to mentees has been incredible in that way that um, you get to impart some of that knowledge and share that with them and encourage them and be like, see how far they come. like. One of my mentees is incredible. She's awesome. She's so lovely. Like, um, and I don't know. It's like seeing them grow. It's like how I imagined if I were to have kids. I'm not. I'm I'm a lifetime certified auntie of yeah. a bunch of kids, and I helped mm-hmm. raise my sister's kids when I grew up, and uh, I feel like those are my kids. So I, I'm not going to be a mom, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like that pride me you see them succeeding, like. She emailed me the other day. She's like, I got that job. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. And I don't know. Like, uh, I would like to see more Indigenous youth come into it, though. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of the trouble, I think, with it is is that there's not enough awareness on these jobs or these roles. There's not enough seeing the people in these roles. What I think you're doing is flipping incredible Mm -hmm. just because you have shown and highlighted so much talent. Ah, Biker Mice from Mars. I geeked out when I saw that. I'm like, oh, Biker Mice from Mars is so cool. Baby's Kids, oh, that's so cool. I remember seeing Baby's Kids and being like, they're like, this is how my cousins are. This is how my family <laughs> is. I'm like, I'm familiar with this. That that one shot that sticks out in my head that's so kind of like weird and gross It's like she's in the bathroom and then she's like trying to hide her press on toenail. <laughs> I can crack me up. Uh, but no, like there's so much talent back Mm -hmm. there through and through and I think a lot of us hid too just because we didn't want to have that thing called out on us and Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be, I want them to be proud, I want them to be able to share their opinions, to be in those rooms, to make those changes Yeah. I want to help them go beyond what I'm doing, I want to see them in those high roles, be executives, make change, make choices you know, that's I think it's as part of our responsibility now is to keep the gate open behind us for others to come in, yeah. you know, and to lift them up on top of that, you know, with rise up, I kept on hoping that I would get more indigenous um, mentees, but I've only had one <laughs> and that's because I brought her into it. I'm like, you're coming through this. and I want you to talk to more other people because I want you to do better. Mm-hmm. and You're going to do great. And I just like to see more if possible. That's kind of my goal. I, I love to get, can a group help together. You
0: get more indigenous. <laughs> mentees. Yes.
1: Dude, I, I get excited when i see them it will be like a bill proud auntie i want to take them along with me i want to hire you and hire you and that's what i love to do at one point i'd love to to get a production on the ground and modernize stories just because for some reason they love to keep us in these period pieces and yeah. this other history of like making themselves feel comfortable or tragedy porn and i'm like growing up, they were the funniest people. And you go back to a res anytime we go up out, and it's laughing. Laughing until 3am just, like, sitting around the kitchen table, and I just listen to them talk and talk and tell stories, and some of them, you know where it's, like, tall tales, too. Like, I'm talking about Sasquatch and stuff. I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> they stick people, and I'm like, really? They're out there? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, just, you know.
0: Being on that Instagram, I just learned about um, whistling at night. I have never heard that. <laughs> You don't. You don't do that, night, people.
1: Mm-mm. 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 Um, that's a hard. No, owls too, man. To this day, it's a mm-hmm. it's a thing, it's a thing, cultural thing. Everybody's got their I quirks. I was learning
0: about other things. I'm like, hmm, never heard of that.
1: Oh, I can't. You know, I, I love I love scary movies. I love monster movies, and uh, I can't I can't get down with the ghost stories or like paranormal activity. Too real. <laughs> like this is it plausible i don't believe it it's too real uh can't do it but i know like they're good though they're good stories too poltergeist oh god enough with the indian burial grounds under i'm glad they saw. oh amityville horror all these other ones it's just like guys get a new story all right <laughs> there's so much like oh okay one other thing that I kind of get me miffed is that Um, A lot of grants, and a lot of proposals, I think, will require X amount of Indigenous uh, inclusion in the thing to get the funding. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like to see the things change in that they're not there as token or as the fill a spot or a name. I actually would love to see these people making choices and decisions Mm -hmm. and influencing the final product. I think that's where we're going to see the changes happen. That's where we're going to see the normalization. Um, We are modern. Like, you know, I, you know. I did run around like a little barefoot kid in the summertime, but like a summertime, I got shoes. I don't <laughs> wear moccasins. I do have them. I do wear them. I have a ribbon dress. I do these things. I smudge every morning, but at the same time, I still go on. I turn on the computer and I work. You know, right? mm-hmm. there are stories to be told in a modern age that deal with issues that we face, and they're not all tragic. They're funny. They're great. And so,
0: do you have any like a couple uh, if they're like live action films that you could suggest that you feel like are like.
1: Authentic or good? Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> there's a bunch. Oh,
0: you I can... started.
1: I know I started as my. Many new... as you can remember. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, there's like there's a good handful you can kind of like start with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was great because my partner was wanting to learn about this as well, and um, going through and watching them. Like, this, this is what it's like. All a part of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> part of it. We're not all like this, but. Uh, Smoke Signals is hilarious. <laughs> so good. You get know, so many indigenous people will go in there, start quoting it. It was <laughs> a beautiful day in Indian country. You know, um, all kinds of things that are great. Uh, the 1491s, uh, the comedy group, check them out. Phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, hilarious group. Uh, Bobby Funny Dude. I say Bobby like I know him, but I don't. <laughs> He's, yeah, you know, but like we're I'm like I'm sure we're probably related somehow or anything. But uh Indians uh Natives React on the on you YouTube, fell YouTuber. Check him out. Absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious. I die every time and whenever I was like whenever the the new discoveries were happening and showing up in the news and media, it, it hit hard and it'd be really upsetting. And I you know, I would turn to stuff like that to make me feel a little better and to have some like some giggles and some laughs to kinda of lighten the mood and I think that's really common in a lot of our things, you know, to to fight through tough moments with humor. And when I was thinking about the difference of how many funerals I've been to versus weddings, and it's like way more funerals than weddings and that kind of thing. Um, Sorry, (laughs) back to the list. Uh, Night Raiders recently came out, Indigenous Futurism is very cool. Check it out. Uh, Like I said, Rutherford Falls, phenomenal female Indigenous lead, hilarious. Indigenous cast uh, and right in room. Same with, uh, you know, Reservation Dogs. You know, it's phenomenal. It's not all Dances with Wolves, right? So anybody could type it in real quick, they, they'll find it. Uh, Rumble, a great documentary on the history of, of Indigenous music and the influence on rock and roll. Was that, a,
0: was that the PBS one?
1: Yeah, did you watch yeah. it?
0: I saw it, like, and then I tried to go to PBS. I have to find it, so. I oh, wanted to good. watch it. If if, if if it had been on PBS, I would have watched it. It was like <laughs> a preview and I'm like, dang it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. By the end of it, you're like, Ah, this is amazing! So awesome! Red Bone. Yeah! Come get your love.
0: I have... Um, it's very small, but I have an indigenous, like... Oh, Hallucination!
1: Fabulous. Reservation dogs. Oh uh, bread and Teeth? Uh
0: Don't. Hallucination. Yep. Yes. And then Black Bear Sitting Bear.
1: Yep. Check out Northern Cree too. Pretty what good. is it? Uh you can check out Northern Cree too. They're really great. Okay. Cool. I will send you a playlist.
0: <laughs> so I have like so many like random playlists on Spotify.
1: <laughs> Snotty Nose Res Kids, man. That's my yeah. jam uh they've been on so many um shows like trickster controversial but they uh they're on trickster and the in the robinson phenomenal writer she's hilarious on the interviews i've listened to her and she's got the best laugh ever she's a proper <laughs> auntie and uh <laughs> but her stories are great and she's another example of like talking about uh modern stories in that mm-hmm. kind of way but there are some really good ones yeah check out Sino's those you're gonna you're gonna oh, like you. it
0: so um my last question is if someone was producing a documentary about you what things would they would you want them to highlight about your life outside of your work in animation?
1: Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of it, I've seen you ask people this question and I have some people are all like I feel like the beauty pageant part where they come up and they're like <laughs> world peace <laughs> i want world peace and my family is that, is that right uh, so i was thinking about it and man i spend so much time working it, it is it is a majority of my life is work which is terrible but it's also i, it's, I love what i do um, i really do um when i'm not doing it i want to be doing it and when i'm doing it i'm like i want to be doing more or something else but um yeah, actually I, I think I would like to talk about um matriarchs in my family that have raised me like um you know, my parents, perfectly imperfect as they were. They did the best that they could with under the circumstances and um I did grow up in poverty. Although at the time I didn't know it, right? Because everyone around me was <laughs> broke too. So I was just like, This is normal, right? Right. Until I I I went to like my one white friend's house in the city and I was just like, Oh, you have your Oh, this is crazy! Look at all the food in the fridge. Oh, um, first one is like, how much? You know, there were some bad times,
2: mm-hmm.
1: some of the tough times, times in like we had to stay in the transition house, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to give back to that community whenever I can. But, um, but those things help shape you. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to change them. It's it's done. I made my peace with the, the things that have happened, the bad things that have happened. And I've grown from it. Like, I think you can go one to two ways with that sort of thing, right? Like, you can let something bad be an excuse. It's like, well, this thing happened to me, so then I get to be this, and I get to be a jerk, blah, blah, blah. I get to make these dumbass mistakes and act out and be a fool. Or I can take that and change it. And that's part of breaking up that intergenerational trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I'd like them to talk about how much the schools impacted my family. And for the longest time, we we all knew about this. We're like, if you know an indigenous person, guaranteed they have family that went to one of those schools. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, she went to one of those schools and it impacted the family. She, she was very Catholic um, because of that. Uh, but <laughs> my dad, like my mom, like religion messed her up proper. Um, but detangling that, you know, like, Yeah. but I do want to say that those women in my life, the four women that kind of raised me, you know, my sister, she was there for me. She's an awesome mom. She's got five kids. They're my little, they're, they're kind of my kids a little bit too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, my auntie Jean, she took me in for a while. I lived with her. Uh, man, she was so cool. Um, She was sly, too, man. We did not know that she was writing books on the down low. And she didn't talk about it. I don't know why she didn't. I'd be like, you wrote a book? That's so cool. This is cool. Um, She was awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My granny, Mm -hmm. hilarious. Man, like, talk about a woman to the point. So many, like, wonderful lessons I learned. From her growing up, you know, it was incredible. I spent so many summers there with her. And my grandpa, my grandpa was much older at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he didn't, he was sitting in his chair and he was like proper, proper grandpa. Go sit in the chair, he'd chew his snuff and watch his stuff, you know. Uh, my granny, you know, she taught us so much. And uh, one of the ones I always think is kind of funny. I think it's universal. We'd be sitting at the table and then I'd get picked on because I take so long to eat. And then just be like a stalemate between me and my grandpa who would eat slowest. I don't want to eat this thing. Finally, yeah. but then someone come over and start teasing me or something like that, and then she'd be like, "Hey, mind your own plate. You finished yours. You don't worry about what's on hers." And you're just like, I "Told you."
0: <laughs> right.
1: But she was great. Like these women. Like uh, when she passed, it really hit the family. Like mm-hmm. it was. It was never quite the same after she yeah. passed. But. She did so much work for the community. Like she wanted to empower the women on my reserve, so that she would help with uh, skills teaching and that sort of thing. And I had family that also brought back um, the kids to the reserve, so they didn't have to go to a school. They could work on they could do their education on the reserve, which was you know really important. You know, the day schools were problematic as well, but at least they were not, you know, taken away. But I would like to th- like to shed some light on that and. How resilient they are, how phenomenal and just, yeah, I think they're important.
0: Hey. I... I saw a video when I was looking up um, the language you were learning. I saw a guy who posted a, um, the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech in your language, <laughs> like it was about of little kids doing it though. <laughs> so it'd be uh, cool to have in your language like a Phenomenal Woman by, uh, is that Maya Angelou?
1: I think that's such a good one <laughs> so good yeah i don't know like i think I, that's part of why i'm I'm doing some of the stuff i'm doing on the side right now for this personal project is to to bring up some of those stories of that mm-hmm. um that space and to share a little light shed a little light on that, that lifestyle that was there and that the community in itself and, and you know with a mix of all the things but i mean it it was different. It's a different culture and different communities. Like, yeah. you, you would take, it was very common to take children in. Like, if something was going wrong and somebody had something going on in their life, you could take them in and you'd stay with them and they would be with you and you'd be part of their family. And like, best friend in high school, we took her in for a while because stuff. And, you know, there was my aunt a couple of years. And I never really thought about it as being weird or wrong and, until I was older. And it's like, oh, why did I live there for X amount of years? That's strange it was awesome because my cousins were there and you could hang out and play uh <laughs> nintendo downstairs some golden eye
0: <laughs> yes
1: had the chop wood though that was kind of a bummer I mean, <laughs> nothing like having to like put your pajamas on you're like oh the fire's out uh, like go and chop wood and go haul it in and then get it going uh yeah division of labor on that one was interesting but I, don't know, I think i'd yeah i'd definitely like to shed some light on on, on some of those things and and kind of talk about how you know I think a lot of folks have misconceptions of 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 Indigenous people to to the point of um, education and funding. I think a lot of people think we get shit for free, mm. and you're like, oh, <laughs> I paid for my education. It took me until God, I was like thirty or something. It's way too long, way too long to pay off Did my think bills. think that
0: about Black people in America too. It's like um, great. What the hell, man? Like white people, like. People uh, went to like camp with somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. you're gonna go to school free and it's like, where? What? Where's school money is this and where do I apply? So I can get it? Like, yeah, <laughs> right?
1: Like, Where's this free money that you're talking about? Or like, yeah, there's the assumption of not paying taxes too, which is really messed and up. And it's just like anything.
0: these kind of stories that go through the generations of their families and it's like not fact-checked. <laughs> no,
1: they just believe it as, like, take it on faith. I'm like, That's why traveling does help to, you know, mitigate some of that silliness to realize that, no, 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 what you believe is probably not true, right? I don't know, that's like me saying, I used to get in trouble for calling, um, I think, uh, Ontario out east. I would say out east is Ontario, Quebec, which is not that, (laughs) no, that isn't. Yes, that is east, but that's not the east coast. Right. Proper east coast is Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, and all those other places out that way, so (laughs) education. <laughs> we'll get there though
0: yes we will yeah i would like to thank you for coming on my platform and allowing me to highlight you Ooh. thank you <laughs> oh yeah,
1: i'm excited to you you asked it was really sweet and seriously i really think what you're doing is is incredible thank it you. is so inspiring and i i would love to do something like this for indigenous people you are inspirational in what you're doing This is damn cool, for real. I I hope every once in a while you're just like, (laughs) I did a good job because you did an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, take it. Do the (laughs) victory lap. You did freaking awesome. You have so many videos. It was very cool.
0: And the the marathon continues, as Nipsey Hussle says.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, there's so many people out there, and I think it's it's wonderful, Mm -hmm. like so many stories of, of people and their journeys it's incredible it's never easy but it's definitely worth it right
0: yes definitely worth it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to everyone out there i want you to like so i know it's real comment and tell me how you feel subscribe to the and sign up for post notifications to show your zeal and i'll see you in the next video <laughs> <laughs> um, Why?